This is the Pool Together Community Podcast. Pool Together is the world's number one no-loss prize savings account. And you can visit pooltogether.com to deposit. You're listening to the Pool Together Community Podcast. Community Podcast! I'm your host, Tim the Pool Man, <laughs> a.k.a. Millie a.k.a. Hot Mike. And I am so pumped to be here with Yosef from Pawn or Pwn or Poen. However you, listener, want to pronounce it, you do you. You pronounce it however you want to pronounce it. But listen, if you're going to pronounce it, you got to use it, right? And, uh, and so I'm so pumped to talk to you, Yosef, today. In fact, I'm so pumped that I saw a Decentral Games ice poker wearable asking for a loan. And I, I just made an offer on it on Pwn, on Pawn.xyz right now. I made an offer. In fact, I tweeted at the person because I took their wallet address. I put it into Twitter. I saw they were tweeting and I was like, hey, LMK, let me know. Let's talk about the term. So I'm, I'm excited to see ice wearables on Pawn. But uh, welcome, Yosef. So glad to have you here. And thank you for your time. How'd you get awesome. into this thing? How'd you get into well, crypto? Thank you. Thank you so much for the invitation, Tim. First, it's, it's a pleasure to be here. The, the last call we did with the Pool Together community was amazing. Uh, so I'm really glad we are uh, we have the chance to continue to, the conversation here. But yeah, um, so I guess starting right at the beginning. Uh, well, initially, initially I got aware of crypto or rather Bitcoin, uh, essentially through Silk Road. And the, the story is quite easy. Like I, I was just like trying to uh, buy asset online and uh, there was a Silk Road thing. And there was this thing called Bitcoin that people were using to pay for, for the stuff. And this is essentially how I got introduced to cryptocurrencies. And I mean, not cryptocurrencies, but it was just Bitcoin at the time. And that's what, what kind of like triggered me into uh, becoming a user. But in honesty, it, it took me, I didn't see, I didn't see Bitcoin for anything else than the, the magic intern money that was used on Silk Road. And it was it. Uh, there was no, there was no like a, you know, like rabbit hole moment where I where I felt like, hey, this is this is ultimately changing how the the financial markets will work. Eventually, it didn't trigger me from perspective of like how this can impact uh, society or how this can be used by like people who don't have access to uh, financial products. Nothing, nothing like that. So it was purely you know like funny thing on the internet that people are using. Uh, I think it was like roughly around the time when Bitcoin was like ten dollars, and I thought it was like of expensive experiment and, and thing to uh, think to like play around with but uh i guess the, the reason why i'm mentioning it is that it wasn't it wasn't really all that appealing to me i didn't get into crypto i didn't get into bitcoin i was just aware that thing exists uh i used it and that was it i didn't you know i didn't get rich on like buying bitcoin early i didn't care about the thing and it was first with ethereum literally Four, four and a half like years after uh, when I finally like grasped what the technology actually enables and how blockchains and cryptocurrencies can be used uh, in order to create these alternatives to the financial system or just general like alternatives to to web services and how we actually interact with each other. So with Ethereum, that was, that was the time when I realized, hey, this is you know, it has potentially the same impact as like the internet itself. And this is something where we literally stand at the ground zero, where like the things that will make the difference needs to be built and where I could actually see, hey, there's like a whole lot of stuff that I can be building myself because it's literally non-existent. And I also had like this tremendous hype. 
right? Like you saw these like communities to emerge, like you saw how quickly the community evolves and how essentially the topics, the very high level, you know, like visionary ideas, like get turned into tangible projects and like attempts to actually change the status quo. Uh, so I started started attending meetups. Uh, I I was like living in Prague at the time, and uh, I took a chance and basically jumped on a train uh, over to Berlin and attended my first first meetup at the old foundation's office. Uh, I didn't know anyone in in the whole space. This was like early 2016 when I finally decided to actually like start meeting people in the community, and I uh, went to the meetup. Uh, you know, got an idea about like who the people are and like uh, how far the project actually is and started getting interested in kind of the, the technical aspects. And when I when I go back to Prague, I was like reaching out to this like Bitcoin crowd, which was already quite vibrant in Prague and figured that there is like more people who are interested in Ethereum. Partly there was this like backlash of kind of the OGs in the space, basically like dismissing the topic as such as literally a shitcoin, but it didn't repel me. And yeah, I figured there's roughly like 10 to 20 people who were interested in talking about the topic. And I was kind of expecting someone to take action and organize a meetup or just like a get together or something, which didn't happen for about like a week or two. Uh, so I decided to do it myself. And that's how I started the, the Procketeer meetups, which I was essentially like running and I was preparing meetups for or the content for. Uh, eventually, this turned into uh, like technical workshops. So I, I dived into Solidity and I wanted to actually be able to do like things hands on. Uh, and I started developing like a bunch of crucial concepts. And after, I don't know, like it was quite quick. So roughly after like six months of doing that, a bunch of people approached me and asked me to like build a proof of concept of like a whatever arbitrary project for them. And initially I was doing that just for friends, just like, you know, to, to actually learn and like have a chance to build something interesting. Uh, I was I was running a startup. I was like a third co-founder of a startup at the time, which was it wasn't really a developer. Uh, I never had a job where someone would pay me to to develop something, to code anything. But crypto was like, you know, increasingly getting my attention. Uh, I was even trying to turn that startup into uh, working with or with blockchains as like the certification ground, uh, but it didn't work out. So I was I was doing all this on the side, and then uh, eventually, like I, I was working on like three side projects for for uh, friends and like even some random people from the community I met, and then I I got like so much inbound interest in like jumping on teams and and building something for for the people around that I literally like started rejecting these and saying like I don't have a time for this and then there was the first person that said like I'll I'll pay you for that and and at that point I realized you can actually even even me who literally had like few months of experience like building solidity could get paid and like could you know like like land a freelance job so uh, that's what got me into into coding and like into building smart contracts and uh, working on like a bunch of early on like proofs of concepts that were even touching things like, you know, what if we had like a super, like super smooth microtransactional system, which obviously like turned out to be the worst idea ever because like we, we soon learned that crypto wasn't or anything like that with like gas prices, like reaching heights and transactions costing like not cents and dollars, but like hundreds of hundreds of dollars. And uh, yeah, I'm not sure where, where, where to stop, but I can, I can, I guess, like run you through the whole thesis or like whole, whole flow into how, how Pongo started. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Take us so, there. Yeah. So 
so yeah, so like when I when I started like working on these proof of concepts, I also basically I decided to drop my drop my startup and uh, to leave the company uh, and like leave my invested shares on the table and basically saying that I want to pursue uh, this like different industry. And then I started nomading for a moment. I started going to hackathons and conferences. There was this like first Ethereum focused hackathon, I believe. I, I'm not sure actually if it was the first. It was the first that I was aware, of, which was organized by Thomson Reuters in London uh, in 2016. And there was like very few teams and like a bunch of the uh, nowadays like crypto OGs that, that were participating uh, in the hackathon. Uh, we ended up winning a uh, security track of the hackathon, even though like I literally just like started uh, started with diving into you know the technological parts. And uh, yeah, I was literally I was literally I, I left my apartment, I stopped paying rent, and I was uh, literally living out of my suitcase uh, for almost two years, going to to the atcons and etcs and like uh, Ethereum hackathons. And basically just diving deeper and deeper into into the community and basically having the freelance job to you know pay off these expenses and like not really having any life besides that. And then finally in 2018, I came across I came across the uh, Ethereum Foundations team. I mean, I, like I, I met them at earlier DefCon, but I never actually like interacted much much with the EF. And in 2018, uh, I met Mamie, who was in charge of organizing DefCon. I also met Aya. Uh, at the same event and yeah basically had a plan to hold like a user experience and adoption focus on conference in Prague for roughly 100 people i was literally looking for for grants uh, that i could get to to facilitate the conference and basically just pay for food in Prague. and so i approached them gave them the pitch uh we didn't talk for a moment and then uh finally we start talking about uh not only the the conference, but also DEFCON happening in, in Prague. So this, this was DEFCON 4. So I, I hosted, I hosted uh, the event in summer. And then obviously uh, a few months later, DEFCON was happening in Prague. I was trying to be the, the local fixer for that. And then right after DEFCON, I got an offer from, from the Ethereum Foundation, eventually joined full time. The, the conference itself, it was also fun because there was a whole, whole bunch of the people. This is like 2018. So it's like four years ago. And I believe that most of the people that actually participated in the ad conference being like relatively unknown, like at the time, like now run projects themselves. So, or like have successful projects behind them. So for instance, I'm not sure if like people here remember, but one of the projects that was used for uh, registration of the, of the ad conference uh, was a project called Block Party. So Block Party was this tool, which basically you could use to make a deposit upon RSVP into an event. And then if you, if you showed up, uh, uh, or rather, if you didn't show up, you would lose your deposit. And if you showed up, uh, you would get your deposit back plus the share of uh, all of these other deposits that uh, were lost on the table. So if this sounds familiar, then uh, it's, it's very likely right because this project was later renamed to Feedback, uh, run by Makoto. And I, I think he recently like dropped the project because he just focuses on ENS. But there were there were like projects like Wallet Connect being introduced. Uh, and I mean, like even back then, it was like the party designer, uh, which like doesn't exist anymore, but definitely had it had its mark in, in the history or the Ethernex, uh project by uh, by building hardware and like many many other that like now you know like after several years finally are getting their their spotlight 
And yeah, well, the EF story uh, lasted four years and I literally got from a developer into doing operations um, and eventually like handling the budgets and roadmaps or like facilitating the, the roadmap planning for the R&D teams within the, the film foundation. Yep, definitely runs as like much differently than, than in like companies. Well, yeah, yep, it isn't a company per se, but yep, it works in this mode of like basically being this a facilitator or just like a you know base support base uh, for the teams that work fairly independently uh so basically the teams you know are provided with budgets and then can do whatever nobody's telling them like hey you should be working on abc it's more of like the, the projects within the ef but basically say like this is the team this is what we want to do next year this is how much money we need and then there's a discussion about like hey should the team get this much money or not there, there isn't like any anyone telling them, hey, you should be working on this or uh, you're fired or something. So so I was doing that as within DES, but I started with like relatively high, I guess like technological confidence because I was like literally freelancing and like using all of the stack that was that was available at the, at the moment. But I had zero confidence talking to these, you know, these like OGs, like people like Christian from Solidity or uh, or Peter and Martin Swende from uh, like the also i guess like get or a security team because like these were you know like these were my heroes these were the folks that like started the thing that ultimately like changed my life and, and career uh for the years to come and it's too took i guess like few years for me to like get that like social confidence to be able to talk to them and like even give them feedback but the more time i was spending on these like higher level things the less technologically or technically confident i felt because like obviously wasn't using the stack anymore and uh, there was this progression uh, so to, you know, not to lose my coding ability, I was like always working on a side project and just like coding something, something in a corner, like, or during hackathons and so on. And essentially in 2020, during the Hack Money hackathon organized by, I signed up for it. I didn't really spend much time uh, actually working on like my contribution or even like forming a team, but I was developing the side project. And the side project at the time was called, it was during the, the heated like ProcPow debates and the project was called ProcPow. And essentially this was the first version of Pawn that was before any NFT lending or anything like that existed. I, I didn't like take inspiration from, from for a particle project. I was like just thinking about like, hey, well, obviously there's a, there's a, missing component here, I'll just try and write something useful. I didn't really have a like a business idea from that, right? So I wrote it. I didn't even submit it. I just like created it and kept it in my uh on my shelf. And then every now and then when a new solidity version would come out, I would just like update it with the latest features and so on. I would like iterate on that for roughly like six to nine months. And I was uh I eventually like pitched it to a bunch of my colleagues who later became like advisors and, and angels in, in the project. And some of them told me like, hey, this is this is a startup idea. Like you should you should like take this and, and run with that. So essentially beginning of like 2021, I, I decided like this this should be okay. Though wanted to become a founder again, uh after like, you know, like losing that label from my from my first startup. And I announced like within the EF that I'll be like handing over the responsibilities that I'll be, I'll be essentially just uh, working on. So beginning of 2021, I got to, I guess, convince my co-founder, uh, Steve Powell, who used to work at uh, Diversify with, uh, with one of my friends. And, uh, we started basically writing a white paper and just like preparing like 
uh, the the project as a as a business case. And we also we also got involved with the the first developer who now is our uh, CTO uh, Simon. Uh, he was like a I don't know, he was like 19 or 20 at the time we started working with him. And uh, yeah, it took us half a year to get things started to write the first like MVP with the super early version of, of the protocol, uh, deploy, it, uh, deploy it on a testnet. And basically we approached like a couple of angels and, and uh, a couple of VCs and basically got the pre-seed round like figured in like about two months during the summer. And then finally in... September 2021, we got incorporated uh, as a company and before the end of the year, hired like 20 people and established like a full full loan team around Pond. And yeah, well, it took us us, like six months to get the project into like an alpha stage. It took us another like two to three months to get it into the open beta, which is is running right now. So since June, basically the art of Pond, we still consider it essentially the beta version because it's like literally the most basic thing like the mvp protocol uh that we we drafted and now uh we finally have the actually the first version the the v1 which is much more open as like uh many many more modules and many more ways to actually like work with these loans uh which is currently being audited i think we already received like a preliminary report of the audit the first one should be done early next week. And that's also when the second company, second like auditing firm should start for county audit. So hopefully within within a month or two, the, the new version should be also out. So this is a bit of an bit of an alpha. No, that's great. And I think when you tell the story of Pawn, you have to include the day that you met Richard uh, R. Liriano, whose birthday is today and who has, uh, I have been a student of his as far as NFT collateralization goes, and he introduced me to Pawn. Uh, oh. So happy birthday, Richard. He's on the call. Oh, happy birthday. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and, and I was, you know, it's it's been really cool to use Pawn. I used it, um, a community member wanted to, um, I'm trying to think of the exact, I think I was like loan one, two, three, four or something like that. It was like some easy to, or loan one, two, three, but, um, a community member wanted to borrow against their pool token. And, uh, I was able to give them, you know, I, I did a loan just cause they're part of the pool together community. And it was really cool to be able to like do peer to peer lending, uh, with like collateral being, uh, a token, which is fun. And then, uh, and then we did the Twitter spaces. We talked about the pr- the proper p- pronunciation of pawn, which which I was informed could be anything that you want. So then I made it Poen, and then I was like Poen Wilson, and now there's a T-shirt, and so I'm currently wearing this Poen Wilson T-shirt. And if I see this, I'm just, I'm saying this for the podcast because I said this on Twitter, and I'm making it official. If I see anyone wearing a Poen Wilson shirt that uh, that it has utility, and that utility is I will stop doing whatever I'm doing at East Denver or at Pulicon and sing a, an improvisational song for you right there based on just having that shirt on. So anyway, you know, I, I, I don't know if we're still selling shirts or those shirts still, if, if you can get it, maybe you can even get it on secondary. You should get one. And also I wonder if you could like take a loan out against that. Maybe I got to think about how I could do that too do like a little uh, a peer-to-peer loan for the Poe and Wilson shirt. Anyway, so thanks for that. I, awesome. I'm just like all in. I feel all in and Dimple and I are hanging out well, in a little we, bit after this call. So 
I'm pwned nice. out. Well, I'm pawned out. Well, thank you. And of course, like, thanks, thanks to Richard. Uh, I mean, he's, he's a great example of like how, you know, these communities get established. I mean, like he's the, he's the, you know, he's the thought leader uh, who like jumps into things like uh, where no one else like has figured out like what the hell the thing is. Uh, and he just like runs with it and like uncovers it for, for our people. So I'm like super grateful for, for having Richard as part of our community. And like now, of course, like you as well, same, like we're wearing, wearing Ponyville's and swag. That's like, you know, how, how better this can get. It's so good. And shout out for, uh, to Livster for designing it. She threw together like a quick design and I loved it. And then she just decided to like hand draw Owen Wilson. Wow. I got to do my own. Oh, I did. Wow. Nice. Wow. So I want to talk about the future of Pawn because I, Richard and I have many requests, like what we want to see in NFT collateralization world. And I think, so I would love to hear about, you gave us a little alpha there as far as like, um, uh, audits go and such. Um, and, but I would love to just, just throw something out there for you, Yosef, and then you just give me your thoughts on it or, or, or things. So right now, I think a lot of, NFT collateralization is over the counter. It's basically like deals that are done in Discord. And like right now I put out a couple offers, but I'm I'm pretty sure they're not going to get followed up with unless I like go hustle in Discord or find the person on Twitter and like, hey, I made this offer, that sort of thing, and kind of, you know, encourage it along. However, I do think that there is an opportunity for maybe like NFT loan aggregators, like a, like a layer on top of pawn and on top of arcade or you know nft fi or whatever nifty whatever whatever it's called where you can like look at like what the landscape of like who's lending who's borrowing who needs like what's out there across the different platforms and then here's the other thing i think that there needs to be a market for wholesaling so which is already happening basically by the biz devs of these sites right like biz dev means you're actually like fine oh somebody's got a cyberpunk they want a loan this person wants to provide liquidity let me put them together you know but i feel like there, there's like this whole market of wholesaling where you could go find the deal you could go lock in the apy and then you can go sell that immediately to somebody else who wants the the majority of that that interest and then you get that small fee and instant yield for mm-hmm. finding the deal uh finding the loan that's available so anyway i'm just uh that's that's the thing that richard and i want to see is a site that aggregates yep. and then also in- includes secondary market what say you sir I say, I say, absolutely. I mean, th- this is like even before before we actually had a thing released. This was this was also mentioned in the font white paper, and I believe like this is a natural progression. So, uh, as far as I know, there are even projects that want to focus on these like secondary sales. Well, obviously, like because these loans are tokenized, and we, you know, for openness, not only on Pawn but uh, now on all these other platforms as well. I believe like we'll literally see like a very similar behavior to you know the, the traditional like lending market or mortgage market where you basically as as you described like you will have the, this layer of deal makers who will be the people doing the the appraisals and basically like sizing the risk on these individual loans and then you will see like bigger pools of funds aggregators or like even like crowds that will be willing to take exposure uh, against like these particle, these particle like asset classes. 
uh, and let it be, you know, like nowadays, like we can see like different markets being formed around like uh, different GameFi communities or like, you know, digital parcels or like collectible NFTs or like DeFi derivatives in the future. And this is like, you know, trying to trying to look like five, 10, 15 years ahead. I'm sure the same opportunities will be available for like things like real world assets, tokenized real estate, you know, tokenized stocks and, and these types of things, which like already have all of these financial instruments in the TrustFi world. Uh, we are just like essentially trying to build up the, the layers now in crypto. So like once these assets like jump over, uh, all of these things can be consolidated. Like now without all of these intermediaries, just basically like using smart contracts being completely custodial. Yeah. And I mean, this can even extend into, like, as you said, like real estate, like somebody who has all of these on-chain assets, which they could borrow against, right? They can collateralize. And could they turn that into like a real world home, which is something like the Pool Together community was able to do uh, this for a community member who needed a car. We were able to, you know, put put some ETH together and help them get a car. But this, in the same way, we could also, like as a community, help people get homes, even just through loans. So uh, just another aspect of, of being able to legitimize on-chain assets, right? Uh, that banks would not count as legitimate, those jerks. And, uh, and so that's, that's also another way. I mean, I think that's a huge win. And I, just by listening to this podcast, NFT collateralization, NFT loans is the alpha for 2023. And I'm seeing this on Twitter that many, many aren't even like looking at this. And we're not even talking about NFT. We're talking about peer-to-peer lending and we're talking about on-chain collateral. So this is, this is the new frontier really that, that Pawn is, is leading us in. Yeah. I mean, we, the, the, basically the parties that we've seen being interested in like these types of setups, quite surprisingly, I mean, the very, like the very first set of like user interviews and like people who proactively reached out to us were coming from like the traditional world. I mean, like we, we, we talked to guys at like several, several like banking institutions that are literally doing like something very similar or were doing something very similar in their previous careers. And now they jumped into crypto and are convinced that like the same is basically like coming to crypto. And they just want to be, uh, they just want to be in the, in the front seats. We even talked to like large real estate developers that, uh, and I mean, this is basically driving off the, the metaverse hype, but, uh, like large real estate developers that like literally have projects like size of like several billion dollars, basically like rebuilding entire districts, just wanting to do the same thing regarding like financing these projects in metaverse as they do in the in the real world. So they were looking at like buying parcels in the metaverse and basically like developing those in the metaverse using the same financial instruments. So it's literally like taking mortgages or like long-term, long-term loans that they could use to finance these projects, like even using those projects themselves or those assets associated with those projects, like those par- parcels as collateral while they while they built, you know, the, the thing. And uh, later on, once they sell it, they can basically just close these loans and and be off the the thing with profit. So crypto is still tiny. And I mean, you know, like most people are looking at the market cap, but even that I, I don't think it's it's like the the universal like comparison to like if you just like look how much money is like being spent on stuff within like looking at like revenues of these projects. Like this is still like a super tiny industry. 
but in my opinion, it's still a super tiny industry, which which already has this like 10x improvement against like what we are seeing in the in the traditional world. And uh, you know, like even though this is like a third third like hype cycle or like a market cycle or like nowadays like obviously this is a pot cycle rather than a FOMO uh, FOMO one but we are still like super early like the, the industry like won't be formed in like 10 years it will it will take like two decades and this is the this is the first one so so yeah I'm just you know, completely hyped about like what's what's coming next next and even though even though we don't know what will happen in crypto in like the next like few years I'm just totally sold on essentially crypto being like complete and normal uh, in the next decade. And I love this. Anything is possible. Like, I don't know, like blue skies, green fields, whatever the metaphor is, where like we can just like ask for features or we can just think about stuff and and create. And the Avogadro community has done this with Pawn, where not only can you take, uh, you can collateralize your Avogadro's, your assets in the game, you can still use them. You actually get to still continue to use them. And the same thing I would love to see with like Decentral Games with the ice poker wearables, just any sort of in-game thing, or or even the option to choose whether or not, like, for example, with pull together tickets, like if I wanted to collateralize my pull together deposit, I could do that. But then like I would also there there might be an option who gets to claim the prizes while the you know while the loan is in process like while i'm borrowing so there's just like interesting aspects of it that are being explored and i think a lot of it especially with the avogachi community comes down to social credit like your social your name within crypto and and you know people are able to give like outsized loans on assets that might not be worth even close to what the loan amount is, but it's a social loan. Like it's like, Oh, I'll do this because you are in the community and you're again, you know, you're well known and you don't want to sully your name as well. So, uh, it's just this whole interest, interesting aspect of on chain credit and social capital and peer to peer lending. So I, I wonder like, uh, you know, what it, What's the future? Is is Pawn going? How how can Pawn enable this uh, social lending? Even even like uncollateralized peer to peer loans. So there is uh, there is like several things that we are looking into, and I think like some of those were were touched on earlier during the uh, the pull together community call. One thing that we are currently looking into is uh, utilizing the the lens protocol and basically like trying to uh, link these associated profiles with some kind of lending reputation, which, I mean, you know, the, obviously there is always a like iterative process behind building these features. So as, as first, uh, we want to essentially just like add the track on on, uh, and then later on, like adding like several, several other components, like even, you know, from, from these other platforms uh, that are out there, like literally like utilizing the on-chain data set. Uh, and, you know, I, I think that like if someone has a good track record in like being a, being a lender or borrower uh, on Nifty 5, then like I, I think that also makes them eligible and like getting like reputation on porn or something like that. Obviously, like all of these things are interconnected. Uh, so uh, why why not like use them? Uh, so there's this one one thing that we are looking into. Obviously, there's no like concrete date because like we don't even have the, the feature like protocols scoped out and again this is this is a prompt to everybody who's listening to like reach out to us and if you have ideas or if just something like you you would be interested in like even working on we'd love to uh get you involved somehow so that's that's like one way to look at like social social reputation basically just creating this like track record of 
like actions associated with a vertical account. Another aspect, which I believe I mentioned during the, the previous committee call was, well, you already have some sort of like reputable assets that already exist and already have a lot of reputation bound to those. So even if you look at things like ENS names, well, you can look at the, you know, the DNS NFTs as something that in some cases is like bound to a particular person, like especially if you are like a public figure on Twitter uh, and you have your ENS name uh, associated with you strongly, then the, that item, that asset already is like a reputation bearing thing. And like, if you add it to a bundle with some some sort of like other collateral, I think that in eyes of like many lenders, this will increase this will increase the loan to value that you'll be able to get. So in fact, this kind of works as a as a social reputation as well. Because like obviously the asset itself, like you know, let that be like a long string PNS name, the the value, the systemic systematic value of that is fairly low. It was basically bought for a couple couple of dollars, but the reputation that the person gives it uh, increases its value beyond you know, like I guess a, a rational like uh, process. So these things you can already do today, uh, and we've seen people. I don't I don't think we actually seen like a lot of deals being funded in that way, but we certainly saw a lot of conversations happening around like people leveraging their ENS names. Uh, and putting them into bundles with other assets and basically creating like more appealing uh, set of collateral uh, that someone else could lend against. By the way, I, lo- I, I threw a lowball offer to you on your lens profile, but it's just what I had in my wallet. But I just, I just did that for fun. Uh, but no, I love that. Uh, we, Richard actually wants to come on stage. So I'm going to invite you, write you up, sir, Sir Richard, uh, in case you have any questions, uh, because Richard gets special treatment on the podcast. Normally we don't do this, but I uh, wanted to let him on, on the stage. Welcome, Richard. Uh, thank you. Give me one and put this um, on speaker. Can you guys hear me okay? Yep, absolutely. Awesome. Joseph, thank you. Those were very kind words. Um, I wish there were the recording, and I would actually just edit that part and replay that to my wife, because I just kept hearing that, like, Richard's the leader. Richard's the leader. And I was just like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> thank I'll you get for you the clips. I'll get to yeah, the clips, yeah. Phoebe. I'll actually make that my ringtone. No, um, yeah, no, I, thank you, you know, for bringing me up here. We won't even mention the birthday unless there's gifts. Um, and I'll be giving gifts. So that's how crazy I am. But, um, yeah, no, Joseph, um, yeah, hearing your story, um, I commend you. I admire you. I really love hearing. And again, obviously, um, it's a very special story because it's yours. Um, not that we've heard it before, but... I personally, you know, I enjoy people who've kind of like have seen the bottom, right? Have have felt the bottom, have tasted the bottom, but um, have been able to climb. Um, most importantly, more than anything, I, I love people that have created something for others. Um, so in a way, shape and form, that's what I try to do. You know, like what I do, what I say is just me kind of like showing people like, look, you can be this way, too. You know, like it's it's a copy and paste, you know, like listen to me, hear what I say, you know, try to do what I do. But um, just to kind of be on the subject with Pond. Yeah, like I, I, I enjoy Pond. I love Pond. I want to see, you know, Pond to, you know, continue to grow. You know, I want to, again, be kind of like a vessel or conduit, you know, however I can just to kind of have others, you know, taste Pond and, and fall, fall in love with it as well. I know I mentioned this in the past. But I'm going to try to trust it. And Tim, stop me at any point. You know, I don't want to be like, oh, okay. yeah, this guy, this guy. I will. Yeah, awesome. But it's amortized loans. You know, um, 
I really feel again, and, and you know this as well, you know, having 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, or 120 days, I really feel that when it comes to lending and borrowing, you know, obviously there's those two players, the lenders and borrowers, you know, and has, say, for example, has a lender, you know, lenders okay with having that LTV, having that collateral, but just having that loan, you know, just kind of like exists, you know, not having to worry about um, coming back, you know, refinancing 30 days, 60 days. So, you know, seeing amortized loans, you know, has banks do it, you know, where it's 30 years, you know, there's principals, interests, you know, it's fixed at this percentile. Like, um, I'm more than anything, am anxious to see that. I know Tim touched on something, you know, on, on managing. I know you guys are working on, you know, pond, pond safe, you know, which is something, again, like I'm dying, you know, and anxious to try. But, um, yeah, I, I, I want to, like I said, I, I want to be able to kind of see Pond, you know, continue to grow. Um, continue to support the community, you know, listen to feedback and yeah, just, you know, be, you know, one of the biggest players, you know, within this NFT lending uh, marketplace. But with Richard, all that being said, yeah, yeah. Well, just, you, this is, you bring up a good point because, yeah, yeah, yeah. because, because, uh, and Joseph, I know that like, there's really a hard stop on these loans, right? So you, you pick a duration. So 14 days, 30 days, maybe even up to 60 days, depending on which site you're on. And then you pick an interest rate. But but I know that Richard is in the business of like, hey, let, let me just pay you interest. Let me just like keep this baby rolling. And and I think like, do is that going to be an option soon? And then also like, is that like going, do you think that'll, I, I think it'll increase like volume, like T- TVL for, for these sites. But I wonder what the, what the hitch and the giddy up is right now, Joseph. Yeah. So, so first of all, just want to again repeat my appreciation of Richard. I think he's an amazing person, and like a thing like without you know the personalities like uh, like you, man, uh, we we wouldn't have a, the community around crypto being formed in, in such a beautiful way. So, so thank you again for participating in these sessions and like being part of like multiple communities and really uh, really showing the, the like the web tree and like crypto spirit. So. I uh, just wanted to make sure to mention that before we jump into into anything thank else. You, thank you. So regarding regarding the like function set, well, so there's like always like so many things to talk about, right? So like, I didn't want to like drop all of all of these ideas uh, and be like, hey, I just like mentioned like literally every single buzzword out there that's that's somewhere in our backlog. But ultimately, what we want to grow upon into is is a solution for backing like long term mortgages with digital assets, and then being able to do whatever with the money. And these amortized loans that you're talking about, I, I believe like that's like a natural progression uh, and like natural part of like these types of setups where you can literally keep these loans open for uh, for even like a decade, which is, I believe like in crypto so far, that's something un- unheard of, like because like all of these loans basically just are mostly used for leverage or are perpetual in the sense that where you basically get or keep constant exposure to to getting liquidated on, on price spikes. In terms of like how far are we from there? As I mentioned the we one, now the we want ultimately is built in in a very, very much like different fashion than the, the current beta protocol. And what the we want allows is like to create different in in the keeping like a very same concept of like allowing collateralization of whatever you you want like any any many star token we are introducing uh we are introducing like new types of loans and new types of offers so within these new types utilizing still the same same protocol 
you will be able to specify like further things. Like if you if you want to have installments, if you want to have like special way the loan should get uh, liquidated, or if you even want the loan to be liquidated according to like a particular oracle uh, or not. And part of part of like allowing these like new loan types is exactly what uh, what you just mentioned, like to be able to create these new setups and like even experiment with with like new features and um, like new loan durations and obviously also unlock the possibility to like crowdsource these loans. So I'm not, I'm not saying like there is like one particle like product now that I would pitch as, as the first one uh, because we'll have to get these things prototyped and obviously tested before we, we release them into into the open space. But yeah, well, ultimately we'll, we'll, we'll get there and like similar, similar concepts will be allowed on, on, on as a protocol. So please, I'm hoping, and if, if there is a recording, I'm, I'm going to listen to this, uh, uh, later on as well, unless that's already in our backlog, please someone from the team just like write a note. And, uh, obviously this is super useful user feedback as well. So we will obviously try to look into the different cases and the new types of loans and types of interactions that people will be able to do on a protocol. Awesome. Awesome. No, that's great. I mean, this will be the, the last one that, so yeah, no, I understand Pond. And again, you know, the competitors, they're all operate, you know, with, how can I say using a, a NFT has collateral, but so that's obviously collateralized loans. But I also, again, just in the spirit of lending and borrowing, you know, and being web three, like I love seeing uncollateralized loans, you know, where it's, I don't need collateral, you know, it's just like, Let's do this smart contract based on these terms. And guess what? If you didn't pay, like I know now to never lend you again, you know, so I've seen, you know, and again, you know, putting the names out there, like I've seen Union Finance, you know, kind of like see this task, right? Or this kind of like um, need, but I don't feel it's being provided. You know, I'd love to see again someday, you know, on the roadmap, you know, for Pond to, to kind of like offer that because again, the way I see Pond is more like, it's kind of, again, I use a lot of analogies, like, Pond to me is is more of like a space, you know, like one side you have lenders, one have you have you, you, you have borrowers. So once you kind of have that community, there's always like, all right, I, I lend, I borrow. So it's like, all right, do I need something to, you know, to U.S. collateral? And it's like, guess what? We've done 20, 30 loans. Like, you, you don't, you know, like, because, you know, you're, you're already established trust, you know, and, and um, what you're, you've been able to do. So that already exists. So I, I again, I love to see that has option. The second thing that I want to point out, which I'm, you know, we're seeing a lot of this and we kind of like history tends to repeat itself in a lot of different ways. So, you know, with the NFTs, we saw all these marketplaces, you know, but now we also saw like um, the aggregators, right? You know, like a gem and then Uniswap now allows you to like auto purchase, you know, uh, batch together, you know, purchases of these NFTs. Again, there's a lot of players within the NFT uh, marketplace. Have you guys thought, and, and I don't know, this is alpha, you know, you don't have to answer if anything, but have you thought of creating like your own aggregator, you know, or something like that? Because I, I just see, like, again, I see Pond has a store in the mall, but I also see um, Pond be in the mall. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, we, like we perhaps like didn't really look into like aggregating, aggregating like lending opportunities for certain like types of assets. What we are essentially trying to aggregate is the is the data points that could help you price these assets. Uh, right. So we we literally literally like have this for or the majority of the collectible NFTs uh, with the asset pages. So now if you if you like open up a loan request or a particular asset. 
uh, you can like dig deeper. And this is where we aggregate like price history and purchase offers on places like OpenSea or LooksRare for NFT. Gradually, we want to improve this. And yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that the, the feature itself will be, I guess, like useful enough for other people to use it as well, uh, even in different contexts, like even in places where it doesn't really relate to, to borrowing or lending or just like essentially like looking at the assets from multiple perspectives. From a perspective of like the, you know, this other stuff, I mean, yeah, I guess that could be possible, but I'm, I'm not sure this would have like high priority because it always feels like actually improving the core protocol and improving the, the, the service provided for that particular use case, uh, leveraging the protocol because ultimately like that's our goal as a team is like making sure the protocol is being put to use. Uh, that's the that's the primary goal. So I think I think it's a legit idea, and I definitely feel like there will be there will be teams like pursuing just that and, and like aggregating this from multiple sources. I don't I don't know if that's like ultimately something that we should uh, spend our time on now building upon because obviously our dedication is the protocol itself. Sure, sure. So I just want to end, and again, I don't want I don't want to take over this podcast on this call. But there's two things. So number one. I'd love to see similar to as you have OpenSea where you get offers on your NFTs like automatically. That's dependent, you know, on the NFTs in your wallet and you get an email notification. Like I would love to see, you know, Pawn have something similar, you know, in the sense of like, how can I tell you, here's my wallet address, here are my NFTs. Um, Have these lenders, you know, kind of pitch me, you know, offer me whatever they want, you know, on these NFTs and, you know, email me, send me a Discord notification. I know you have it with, but... What I'm trying to say is like, instead of me creating the loan, let me at least see yep. those offers, right? Yep. Um, but also so with like Discord notifications, you know, Telegram, all bells and whistle. And then lastly, like I said, has a gift. I sent you a friend request on um, Discord. All I ask for you is to hopefully accept that. <laughs> I know it's oh, sure intended for will. some time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I mean, all, in all and the honesty, only reason like I my ask, Discord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, no, no, go ahead, go ahead. My, my Discord, my Discord is so cluttered that I'm it's sure. like always, sure. so always oh, super, super hard to spot notifications. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I hear you, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm joking, and I'm, I'm real about that. But take it as you please. But oh, here it is. And thanks to your prompt. Well, well, thanks to your yeah. prompt, I actually figured I didn't even accept a friend request of a team member. Now shame, shame. <laughs> yeah, no, you so that's, for, there you go. The <laughs> yeah, except that one before mine. No, so the other thing is again, I, you know, I do my research. I know worth late. And um, I can't remember his last name, but I know he's the founder of, of POAP. And I know he's an investor um, in, um, how can I say, in, in Pawn as well. You know, I don't know the relationship there, you know, on the involvement. You know, I'm not asking about that. What I am asking is, I haven't had the pleasure of speaking with him. And, you know, I'd like to kind of, you know, through this call, you know, and hopefully through you, invite him, you know, hopefully to, um, you know, a pool community call as well. And obviously, yes, have the pleasure, you know, of speaking of, you know, with him as well, because, you know, I've said this and, you know, I, I will always say this, you know, when I see someone like you, him, Leighton, Stani, to me, it's like people, again, who had a dream, a vision or goal and they accomplished it, you know, and, and it's people, again, that I admire, that I respect. So in communicating with them, I'm, I'm kind of like importing, exporting. So it's like we're exchanging USBs, you know, and that's what I'm saying, like from afar, even though, you know, we've never spoken, like, again, I use your product, you know, I love your product. And I just want to continue to see, like, you know, you succeed, but at the same time, like all of us, you know, and, and just like, if you have growth, if you have, you know, more um, users, just like, look, we're, we're doing this, like, you know, we're, we're a part of this. 
So that's that's the thing to me, I think, is the beauty of Web3, you know, where we use the Facebooks, the Instagram, WhatsApp, but we don't have that, you know, that one-on-one and direct communication, you know, with a Mark Zuckerberg, right? So I really think that um that has a lot of value, you know, because you hear these ideas, you know, you get the feedback and, you know, it shows again, like it's it's a real person, you know, and a very humble person, you know, a genuine person behind, you know, this company and this product. So, um, Tim, I'm going to mute myself. Or I'll go back to the audience. You know, whoever's listening, again, this is me. I'm just like a humble user, you know, that may have knowledge, may have a certain skill set, but it's not mine, it's yours. You know, like I'm, I always set myself, you know, to be at, at the service and help of others. And yeah, like I, you know, I, that's how I feel. How can I say that's how, <laughs> that's what gives me power. Like that's what kind of fulfills my day. Well, thank you. Thank happy you, Richard. Birthday. Yeah. And, and, oh, yeah. Happy birthday, man. And oh, I want to thank, thank, well, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Definitely. Next time, next time I talk to Patricia, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to prompt him about like him attending a, a, a pool together call. But I just want to say, like, he's one of the most, he's one of the most approachable people that I know in the ecosystem. And like whenever, and he's like fairly recognizable as well. So yeah, with when, the you, red when jacket, you go, like the red suit, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the orange, the orange jacket that he wears, like this is, that's his like signature move. And uh, you can just spot him anywhere at a conference. I'm sure he will be happy to talk to you. Like he's awesome. The, awesome. He's like I always, mean, I, he's always I, surrounded by a crowd, I but even, he always talks to everybody. That, I'll, uh, yeah, no, I'll take that. Like I said, all I need that introduction. And, and Tim, I'll lay it out, basically what I'm doing. So here's what's interesting about Patricio. 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 So um, let's call him Patrick in English, just for the translation. So when it, no one gets confused. So he was a pull together user, user from version one, you know, and version two and version three, he had like USDC deposited. And I know there's a wallet address. Again, I do a lot of research. So there's the wallet address with like USDC just sitting there. You know, so what I say is just like, look, let's do good with that, right? Let's put that, you know, um, how can I say? Like, let's take ETH. You know, there's ST, ST ETH win, Joseph, which is something, you know, a side project that was done, you know, from a commun- community member of Pull Together, where the prizes, you know, it goes to the depositors, but also a certain percent goes to like a charity, you know, for good within crypto. So that's what I'm saying. Like at the end of the day, what I see crypto and the assets, the NF- NFTs and the capital, it's like it's land and fruits, you know, like we can eat for them. But at the same time, like whatever we're not utilizing, like we can give to others, you know, so that's, that idle, you know, it's that idle money. You yeah, know? yeah, exactly. So there's that idle money and, you know, someone like me and it's just like, wait, it's there. How do we utilize that? You know, how do I utilize right. that? You know, utilize that, you know, to the benefit, obviously, of like all mutual parties. So I'm throwing that out there. You know, again, it's all public, you know, information, but it's things like that, again, where I see. And it's just yeah. like, OK, I want to run with that. You know, like, I, that's I, right. I, yeah, 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 yeah. But um, so, thank you, uh, Joseph. I'm going to I'm going to hold you accountable for that. But again, thank you, <laughs> you know, from my behalf. You know, again, for everything you do, thank you, you know, for, um, for, you know, for the befriending me and thank you, you know, for being on this call. And like I said, you know, I look forward to more calls, you know, as you continue to build more features at it, you know, if you're, you or your team, you know, are welcome to kind of, you know, with Tim, with myself, you know, of getting on calls and again, educating people, you know, showing people, um, you know, these new options. But um, yeah, like I'm again, I'm always humbly in my corner, but like <laughs> I'm here to be of service however I can. Thanks, Richard. Yosef, Yosef, uh, last words, uh, final words. What, what, should, what should pull together? How can pull together help Pawn? 
Like what, what, what are we thinking here? Anything that you, that we haven't talked about that you wanted to mention on this podcast, how can pull together help? What, what are you thinking? I mean, like the, already the fact that like you, you guys are interested in like what we build and like, let us, let us talk to you, you and the community. It's already super helpful. I guess I, w- I would just want to encourage people from the pool together community to like, maybe, maybe like I on out, like give us feedback and even just like use the assets of, of pool together. So, uh, the tickets, uh, as, as collateral and like maybe look at like other, other people's like requests and just like fund them for fun and, um, you know, to, to get used to the, this type of, this type of like a DeFi service and essentially also to contribute back to your community. So I, I love what you did with. Uh, helping out your uh, your community member and like purchasing a car, and I feel like ultimately the same thing can be done through pawn. You know, leveraging the, the assets of that particle community, or even just like you know being being active like within pool together and like knowing there are people, reputable people within your community who could leverage pawn in some way, and like you being the person that like helps them out in the in the situation are in. Uh, so please just like you know like use it, try it out, and and give us feedback. That's that's all I ask for. Uh, but ultimately, like you, you've already you've already changed so much in crypto, and like I, I keep reading this, but pull together was literally like one of the services that I feel is a, is a great example of like what wasn't possible before crypto and smart contracts. So for that, obviously, you already have a lot of my appreciation. Well, thanks so much, Joseph, for being here. Happy birthday, Richard! Everybody, give pawn xyz pwn xyz a try. It's super fun. It's it's cool to to shop around on there and and you know even just get your friends like if you want to do a P2P loan, use Pawn as like the escrow service and uh, and try it out. It's, it's really fun. And then also again, I need to remind everyone to get your Poe and Wilson shirt and wear it at East Enderbury because it will put me to work at it singing you a song right there on the spot and embarrass everyone, including myself. So. That's it. Thanks so much. Thank you, guys. Amazing. That's the spirit. Thanks, everybody. All right. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Pool Together Community Podcast. You can visit pooltogether.com to deposit. And we'd love to hear what you thought about today's episode. So visit the Pool Together Discord and let us know.